going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh-huh, uh-huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Let's talk about this. The offensive gear. A good soldier fights with the weapons issued to him by his squadron leader. Amen. A good soldier is not allowed to carry anything that wasn't issued to him. He carries what was issued to him by his squadron leader. And the reason why he was issued these things is because he was trained on them. Amen. He's trained on them. He knows how to operate them. So he is armed with these weapons. God issues weapons of warfare. These weapons are effective against the plan of the enemy. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit saith the Lord of hosts. I like this because this basically means not by how strong you are or how important you are. That's what that says. Not by how strong you are in this realm, not by how important you are. I've seen world famous people that everybody knew crawl around on the ground with demons in them. It don't matter. Doesn't matter your reputation. So it doesn't matter how strong you are or how popular you are but it's by God's spirit only amen that's how we fight by God's spirit amen the sons of Sceva these guys were high up they I mean they were the bomb but it didn't work for them amen it didn't work we do not fight against flesh and blood look at somebody say we do not Fight against flesh and blood. So stop fighting against people. Let me say that again. We do not fight against flesh and blood. So you got to stop fighting against humans. So if people are our problem, then we have to make sure we make peace. God gives us three powerful weapons. His word. Prayer and vigilance, which is watching. By faith, these weapons are activated. By faith, these weapons are activated to equip believers to destroy every, look at somebody say every. Every every plan of the enemy. Ephesians 6 and 17. This is where he lays the three out and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication 
in the spirit. And then number three, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Y'all know that right now. It's not the physical Bible. So don't try to hit nobody with that. Amen. Don't throw it and don't try to sharpen it. And not, No, no, no. It's not that. Amen. That word has to get in you to be used as a weapon. Amen. Amen. Because I know a lot of folks that can quote scripture and they have no power. You know, y'all remember the old vampire movies? You remember they hold the cross up and the cross would just freak the vampire out and he'd go. But then that one movie, one movie changed everything. Fright Night. Y'all don't remember that. Fright Night freaked everybody out. Because this was the first time the cross didn't work. I mean, that dude, he put the cross out and he said, uh-uh, brother. And he crumbled it. He said, you got to have faith. Everybody was like, mama. Mama told me not to come. That ain't no way to have fun. <laughs> Yeah, but it freaked everyone out because you got to have faith. Sword of the spirit is the word of God. The sword is a powerful offensive weapon against the enemy through faith. Look at somebody say through faith. faith. An application of the what? The word. God will sever strongholds, soul ties and binding ties to the enemy. God's word, word will do these things. Give us direction. The word lightens our path and illuminates our steps. Just like a map, the word shows us where to go and how to avoid the enemy's tricks and devices. Just like a map. I mean, if it wasn't for GPS, we couldn't get anywhere. We don't know any. We're dumb. We've just been dumbed down. We don't know anybody's phone number. We don't know how to get anywhere. I mean, GPS. What did we do before these phones? Maps go? Remember you had to break out the maps go? Had to open it up and yeah, longitude and latitude. Amen. But just like a map, God shows you through the word. He illuminates your steps and he lightens or adds light to the path, brightens the path so you can know or see how to follow. Does that make sense? Psalms 19, 119 and 105. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is exactly what David was saying. It is a lamp unto my feet, meaning I can see where I need to step. And it is a light unto my path. I can see where I need to go. Does that make sense? So we use the word because it gives us that. And that's an offensive weapon to be able to know where to go. That way you can avoid Conflict, you can avoid battles, you can avoid different things offensively by using the word as a map. Amen? Amen. B gives us purpose. The good fight of faith is revealed in the word of God. The Bible gives us our reasons to fight for the cause of Christ. Without clear, let me tell you something, let me stop right here because a lot of us are still going off grandmama reading the Bible to us when we were falling asleep, falling asleep. And that's all we remember, those scriptures. So we get in the heat of the battle. The devil throws something at us. And all we know to say is Jesus wept. <laughs> what? It's that cross. <laughs> yep. yes, yes, sir. 
vampire going to be on you. Jesus will. Jesus will. Jesus will. That's all you know to say. Amen. You, you facing a demon. And you know, demons will call you out. Who do you think you are? Now lay me down to sleep. I pray to... <laughs> I'm asleep through this. Maybe if I go to sleep and wake up, it'll be gone. It'll be gone. <laughs> Man, you gotta know some Bible. Quit trying to, amen. Quit trying to read. Every time you pick up the Bible, you just get caught up in the funeral programs and smash roses. You don't read nothing. <laughs> Try to read that Black Heritage Bible. You better get you a Bible. You can... <laughs> y'all remember the Black Heritage Bible? Got <laughs> the transparency that can make Jesus. He's alive. He's on the cross. He's alive on the cross. Y'all remember? Y'all. Amen. But you have to know the word. Look at somebody say, know the word for yourself. That means you got to spend some time reading it other than in here. The Bible gives us our reasons to fight for the cause of Christ without clear focus and relevance. A soldier loses motivation to fight. Oh, y'all not listening. Without clear focus and relevance, a soldier loses motivation to fight. In fact, no one risks injury and death without good reason. A good soldier's confidence and purpose is substantiated by God's word. Colossians 1 and 25. Wherefore, I am made a minister, Paul says, according to the dispensation of God, which is what? Given to me for you to do what? Fulfill the word. of. In other words, the word has given me purpose. That's what Paul is saying in this passage. But without purpose, you, you, you lack motivation to fight. But you only know your purpose by the word of God. The word also informs us about our leader. You're not going to serve God and not know him. Because if you don't know him, you can't serve him. If you don't know him, you can't live for him. If you don't know how to live, then how are you going to live for him? The only way to know God is to know his word. Period. The only way to know God is to what? Know his word. Period. You can't know God of grandmama, of the heritage Bible, of the, I mean, you can't know, I mean, just, just, just the Bible sitting there and you go pray on it. You got the picture of black Jesus on the wall. You talking to that. You got all of that. No, you better open the Bible, read it to find out who this God is that you say you believe. Yeah. And the only way to know him is his word. Many perish because they don't know if God or Satan is leading them. Yeah, because if you're just making up God and what you think God might do, that could easily be the devil. Yeah, so many perish because they do not know if it's God or Satan that's leading them. And the only way to know that is the word. People ask me all the time, man, I, I, you know, I, I, I feel like the Lord said this and said that. 
I said, well, what did the Bible say? That's the only way we even know if we're doing the right thing. I can't get amen, but that's okay. The word allows us to know God and understand his plan and battle tactics. Thus, we are able to what? Fight precisely and effectively. John 1 and 1 in the beginning was the word. The word was and the word was God. If you want to know God, you got to know the word. Give us battle plans. The word describes the entire war that we're fighting from beginning to end. That's a powerful word. For knowledge of our victorious defeat of Satan empowers us. Makes us feel good when we open up the Bible and see that the devil's going to lose. That's empowering. Amen. Isn't that empowering? Reading and studying the word will sustain believers in the midst of trials. God foretells of prophecies, timelines, and strategies that offer timeless encouragement. John 16 and 33, Jesus said, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have what? Now, in me, you will have peace. Why will you have peace? He said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. But don't get upset about it. Because I have what? Overcome the world. In other words, I've already won. Anybody enjoying this? Amen. Hey, man, don't let your hearts be heavy about the election. (laughs) Pride supplication. The enemy fears the power of a praying Christian, especially a Christian that sincerely prays to God where? In secret. Oh, yes, it's good when you bless the food at the table and you want everyone in the restaurant. And you trying to get tips yourself. You want to bless everybody's food in the restaurant. Everyone bow your heads, please. Not just this table. Every table. Bow your heads. I know you're halfway finished. I see your meatloaf is gone. But bow your head anyway. Oh, you real good in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Food is cold when you get done. People trip out when I bless the food. They actually, uh, uh, will you bless food? I said, thank you, Lord. Amen. People are like, that's it? It's like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> if you got a problem with what I said, I wasn't even talking to you. <laughs> then they try to come behind you. Oh, that wasn't good enough. Oh, Lord. And, uh, <laughs> those are hog mugs. <laughs> you praying to pork and pig? Who you praying to? Like my prayer wasn't, it wasn't good enough. You got to bless the, you can't bless the food. The person eating it is the one that's blessed. You can give thanks for it. And I said, thank you, Lord. I'm going to name the ingredients. Now you didn't intercede for the waiter. I hate that. I'm not trying to prove my deepness at the dinner table. I'm hungry with an O, hungry.
Brother, I thought you'd come with something better. <laughs> Man, this is not a competition. Amen. I'd rather pray in secret where God can reward me openly. Amen. Then they try to get some old jive reward from you. Oh, brother. Encore. Encore. Turn the air up, Tim. It's hot. <laughs> but when you pray in secret, God says He rewards you what? Yeah, but if you do that junk in front of people to impress them, that's all you're going to get. And it ain't going to happen either. Whatever you pray, God will leave you hanging. Why are you going for a man's reward? But the enemy fears those that pray in secret. Amen. Hey man, you ever seen somebody, they don't even say nothing. The atmosphere just changed when they walk in. Because they spent some time with God. Spent some time talking to him and most importantly, doing what he said. When somebody's in line with God, that's a threat to the enemy. And you need to be that person. Amen? Quit looking for somebody. Let me call this brother because I know he's living right. (laughs) Prayer is the great relationship builder with God. The devil would try at all costs to keep believers too busy to pray. Anybody ever experienced that? Yeah, you gonna, it, it, don't set a time to pray. Just get out and do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, nope, tonight it's on. It's on tonight. And then you get home. <sighs> tomorrow, I'm telling you, I'm going to get you, devil. I'm going to get you tomorrow. Shoot. <laughs> then the next day coming. Ooh, we're going to talk Friday, Lord, because a <laughs> lot going on. Then get to work and hang your pink slip. It's all then. I mean, can't nobody say that. Tell you, how you doing, brother? Oh, no, man, don't touch me. I'm in a, oh, I'm in a place. <laughs> uh-huh, got laid off that job, didn't you? Yeah, God know how to get you to pray <laughs> I know I'm telling the truth. You know how it works. You're pushing God. I'll push him. God, I'll push something happen. Can't nobody even find you. The whole you didn't tore all your carpet up, made a threshing floor. Chewed all the carpet off the ground. Just, just it's my threshing area right here. That used to be a beautiful living room. Oh yeah, but I had to go before God. Look at somebody say, make time for God. Amen. I mean, don't let him make his own time. You better, look at somebody say, you better make time for God. But the devil's going to try at all costs to keep believers too busy to pray. But we must pray without what? Ceasing. Prayer should be coupled with the word of God and understanding. Amen. Not just praying, because usually if you wait till something bad happens, then that's the focus of your prayer. And it needs to be coupled with the word of God and understanding. That's how you pray. 
without understanding and godly wisdom, prayer is a powerless religious ritual. Christians that have an authentic prayer life with God are spiritually sound. James 5 and 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be what? Healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, rightly aligned person, availeth much. With faith, F, prayer can change any situation. In spite of burdensome issues, prayer can make obstacles work to the advantage of the believer. The devil hates prayer because prayer proves God's omnipotence. If you have the faith to consistently pray, you are essentially saying, I believe God will do it. Did y'all get that? This is why the devil hates it. Because if you have faith to consistently pray and talk to God, you are saying, I believe God. Not just will do this, but I believe he can. The Hebrew boys hit folks with that one. Even if he doesn't do it. You're just going to burn me up before I bow. But even if he doesn't do it, guess what? He can. Man, they were some cold. Man, somebody make that movie. Man, they were so cold. Vigilance or watching. Vigilance is a powerful weapon. When we keep watch, we are able to detect the enemy's presence. And then strike a mighty blow to dismantle his attack. Vigilance can enable a good soldier to destroy the enemy's plan. Believers should watch and pay attention to the successes and failures of their predecessors. Y'all, this is about to get real deep. Family successes should be celebrated and repeated. While the sins of the fathers and other errors should be what? Avoided. Sadly... A distracted, listless, inattentive, or double-minded believer will often succumb to the same dysfunction that plagued other family members, thus perpetrating generational curses in a bloodline. You hear that? Your parents got a divorce. You weren't watching. And it happened to you. Because you weren't watching. You were praying, but you weren't watching. Is that making sense? Your sister got pregnant out of wedlock. You said that'll never happen to me. But you weren't watching. And it happened to you. Oh, I knew it was going to get quiet. I knew it was going to get quiet. Because it's the truth. You got to pay. Look at somebody say pay attention. Pay attention. Why are you suffering the same issues that happened before you when it happened before you as an example so you don't have to go through it? You're doing the same thing that was done before you. That's a generational curse. And people want to make the generational curse all spiritual. Like it's a spirit that comes and comes. Uh -uh. Most of the time it's just somebody wasn't watching. And what happened before them, they repeated And then somebody repeated that and somebody repeated that and it kept going as a curse. Does that make sense? Oh, I wish some folks would listen to me. Watching can be a way to avoid 
some of these issues. Luke 21 and 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to what? Escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Watch and pray. You can't just pray. Remember the old folks used to say that. Watch and pray. Before they dismiss service, they tell you to go watch and pray. You got it. Look, somebody say, keep your eyes open. See these? I like these goggles because these are infrared goggles. And even though it's daytime when he's looking through them, he can in darkness. And that's how we have to be able to watch. We got to be able to see even in the dark. We got to keep watching. We got to keep watching because the very thing that happened before us is trying to happen to us. Is that making sense? Watching for Christ's return is a great moral, a great morale booster. The hope of Christ's second coming keeps us in line. Amen. Remember when the, they would do the revival, especially the, some about the New Year's revival, because we think God has the Gregorian calendar like we have. And so, I mean, toward the end of the year, he's about to come back. I don't know why. So when they have the watch night service, I mean, remember, remember how fast your heart used to beat because you thought? Remember? I don't remember them services. Yeah, they'd have you scared to death. Come to this service, it's going to be the last one before Jesus comes back. Because you just knew this was the last day on earth. Remember Y2K? Remember that service? Oh, man. That, everybody got, the world got saved that night. Everybody. 100% altar call. All over. You know they was taking offering too. By 1145, offering was at an all-time high. Come on, give, give all of your possessions. I need car keys, everything. But it's the return of Christ that makes folks act right. If you believe Jesus is coming back, remember that? That's what your mama would hit you with. Mama, I'm going to the club with my friend. I told you I didn't want you to go to no club. But mama, I just want to go. Lord is coming back tonight. <laughs> What if the Lord come back and you in that club? You think he going to stop at that club and pick you up? Y'all remember that? Oh, man. And you wasn't going to argue with your mama. You were scared. Oh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw you sneaking out the house. That was my plan, too. Oh, I saw you climbing out your window. Waiting on the return of Christ. Expecting the return of Christ. Makes you live better. When we look forward to his return, we live better and thus fight more effectively. Yes. Amen. When you think he's coming back, you ready to fix everything. Luke 12 and 37. Blessed are those servants who the Lord, when he cometh, shall find what? Watching. Watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. Blessed are those. When he cometh, he finds watching. Summary. God says that his weapons are mighty. The devil is powerless against God. So how does Satan beat or overpower believers? By separating us from the power of God. In order to have God's power and his weapons, we must have God. And say that again. 
And in order to have God's power and his weapons, we must have God. We should not merely claim knowledge of Christ, but rather we should intimately know him and how to operate in his will. When struggles come, we should engage in battle by doing the following. Taking out your sword, which is to read the word. Pray, ask God for revelation of his will in a situation. And then always watch. Submit to God's revealed will, his laws, commands, and virtues. Be patient and look for God to intervene. Hebrews 10 and 35, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by what? Faith. But if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But here's the good part. But we are not of them who draw back. But of them that believe to the saving of You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.